This is where we hold them. This is where we fight. good homie yo feel a little bit under the weather tonight mike it's not covid though i don't think but yeah man it's been been a struggle the last few days um but yeah man what's good man what's happening same old man same old uh boulder tournament boulder tournament this weekend got a little bowling in sunday uh shout to john dansbury uh, local guy running a sport event, dual pattern, PBA, Shark, and Viper. Uh, I missed the top – it was four games cut to the top five stepladder, and I missed the stepladder, I think, by 30 pins. Uh, I missed about 80 pins worth of super makeable spares. Uh, one game I threw eight strikes and went 204. Uh, that game went like front four – Gutter spare, next three, open strike, open, pretty much is how that game went. Uh, so that, you know, not 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 my best, obviously. Uh, but, you know, there were periods where I threw it good. Then on Monday, uh, my old coach was in town, shout to Vince Mazzani Jr. And uh, I had been wanting him to, like, drill me a ball, just to try and get that, like, old feel. You know what I'm saying? Like that old fit that I used to have at one time. And uh, I went down to uh, Joe Joe Paluzic's pro shop where, you know, he lives around there. Uh, they're from the same area. And, uh, yeah, we drilled the ball, and he had me working on some stuff and got me, got me thinking about a million different things again when I thought I was throwing it pretty good. Now I'm thinking about a million different things again. And, uh, yeah, it's all good. You know, I went to Lig on Tuesday night. Uh, we were bowling against the blind. So it was a quick night. We were in and we were out. We were there to accomplish a purpose, and that was to get some practice in while sweeping the blind. We did both of those things. Uh, I threw it pretty good for stretches of the first two games. And then the last game, I kind of lost it a little bit and uh, and didn't bowl so well. 550, uh, I think it was like 190, 200, 160, something like that, Uh, 165. Uh, Rob, you know what my problem is? You know, you know what my issue is bowling, bowling wise. I'm throwing the ball so fast all the time that even when, even when, and we discussed this a little bit with the with the surfaces of the ball, that even when I'm throwing it with with something with some serious surface, my ball never sees the last phase. It never sees the roll phase. Like my ball is is hitting the pins while hooking because I'm I'm throwing it a million and it's like come it's like screaming off the back of the pattern no matter what and I just I, I can I have not been able to slow down enough to where I can see shape and I can see the ball roll now that's what I was working on on Monday when I was drilling some drilling a ball and, and working a little bit 
and I bowled Tuesday night, and I, I did it okay, and I did see some shape on the ball at times, but that's how that that's really what I identify my problem is. That's what I'm working on right now. Uh, people in the chat, Robert Hamilton asking about Mr. X and did he quit yet? Interesting development that Mr. X's two teammates did not show up this week. So I don't know what that means. I don't know where that leaves things. But they actually bowled the uh, last place team in the league, and no one from that team showed up. So I think they won by forfeit for the most part. And uh, I will have more updates on that as we go forward. But Rob sweeped the rack. We were in second going into this week. We bowled the blind. We swept. I I mean, I don't think I'm going out on a limb here by saying sweep the rack might be in first place in the sport league. Okay. So. You know, let me tell you something, though. Um, Slowing the ball down is one of the hardest things to to change. Um. And, and you know what's crazy? Brother. I'm watching all this social media stuff for Boeing. I'm going to comment on that in my final thought. And I've, been, I've watched the house videos this week. I've watched Brad and Kyle this week. And, Rob, you want to know what they all say they have to do at, like, all these tournaments? Slow down. Throw it slow as possible. Throw it as slow yep. as possible. They all say the same thing. And I'm like, yo, I, I, I understand you. I get it. Like, I can't slow down enough either. You know, I told I told my old coach, I said, yo, I often feel like if I could just slow down, I could control the whole lane even when I'm bowling on something tough. Like, I could get the ball to do whatever I want it to do, even if I'm bowling on something tough, as long as I can slow down enough. And I just can never slow down enough. And you're right. It is tough. It is hard. It is. It is. I think changing ball speed, to me, is the hardest adjustment to make in the sport of bowling. Like... And it, that's why it's incredible when I see some of the pros, guys like, um, you know, Belmonte, uh, who's really good at his ball control and his speed, is able to um, slow down, but do it consistently. I think doing it consistently is the hardest part because if you are on, if you're under pressure and you need to throw a good shot, it's so easy to speed it up, especially if that's your natural tendency. Um, and you just two eight ten, or you you know wash out because you just kind of get a little bit amped up and you don't realize it and you throw it harder. So you know there's Yo, no uh, really I mean, you just got to practice it. I mean it's tough. Uh, yeah, it is. So I'm I'm working on that. I'm bowling another tournament this weekend. I'm bowling the Monmouth County Masters this weekend. Uh, it's like a to the local guys. I guess it's a very uh, big big prestigious tournament. Um, you know, I'm just bowling because it's on something tough. It's kind of local. It's, you know, less than an hour away from my house. I'm bowling the early squad Saturday, 9 a.m. Uh, it is five games straight. There's two squads, 9 a.m., 2 p.m., cut to the top 16 regardless of squad, and uh, they go to the finals. I think it's double elimination, three-game total wood match play the next day. Dude, I love this comment. <laughs> Yeah, that's I, good. I did, but that is a funny comment because I did lead the World Series of Bowling for two games. Yo, uh, one Bataglia year. says, is that is that what happened after you were leading the World Series of Bowling, Rob? That's awesome. Yeah, that that's, is, awesome. that's a good that's comment. Very, that's very observant, very observant of you. Very uh, observant. Yeah, so it's it's two-game total wood match play, and uh, 
I think double elimination. So hey, listen, I, honestly, I bowled this tournament I think once before. I did not make the cut, but it was a different format at that time. It is on a sport pattern. I think it's on Kegel Titanium is what I'm going to be bowling on this weekend. And I've ne- I don't think I've ever bowled on that. Not that it matters. I don't I don't really pay much attention to the to the the pattern other than just the length and the ratio. And it doesn't. It's like four to one, so it shouldn't it shouldn't be like crazy. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. You know, if I could slow down enough and repeat shots, I think I got a good a good chance of making the cut. But yeah, if I, if I can't slow down enough and particularly if my, uh, if, if my, if my spare shooting is terrible, you know, what's funny when my spare, when my bowling is bad, my spare shooting is great. And when I throw the ball good, my spare shooting's terrible. It's so frustrating. It really is. So bowl, you know, like I said, bowled a little event last Saturday, bowling a little event this Saturday, this Saturday. So I'm out there, you know, I'm out there. Come find me. You know, Rob, I'm spreading the word about Sweep the Rack. I bowled a little event on Saturday. There were only 21 people there, uh, you know, and I was I told everybody, yo, Sweep the Rack, check it out. Check out the podcast. I do a podcast. I'll be talking about the tournament. So, and listen, all these local people in the chat, where he's all at, where he's all at, okay, where he's all at, you know, come out, come join me in an event, all right? You see these events too, come join me. Rob, you're getting some bowling in yourself, bro. Rob's going to have his own. So I feel like I've inspired Rob to come back to bowling because I'm on here talking about my bowling. Rob won, wants his own piece. He wants his own corner. I hear you're you're going to be doing some bowling this weekend. I am. I got Saturday uh, an hour reserve the B3 performance. Uh, they're going to put out a pattern. I'm going to get some. I'm going to get some balls drilled. Um, you know, got the rocks all lined up. What ready what, uh, to roll, Mike? Where where are you getting the rocks there or what? Oh, what do we got? Oh, oh Mike. What no. do we got here? I don't yo, know. Yo. We got some. Dude, we got yo. all staff. We got all staff. Yeah. Ready to roll. Yo, did you, yo, did you, you didn't. Now, folks, let me tell you something. I know this guy, my co host, all right? And I can tell you right now, there's zero chance my man paid for those bowling balls that you just saw. Rob, yo, where's the hookup, son? So you think I'm giving away my my hookup? Come on, yo man. yo, I deserve some love. You you better send some love, but yo folks. Did you see all those balls? Did you see all those balls? Tell me he shouldn't send his boy some love in the mail. Yo. Tell me when tell me when I come home on on Monday there shouldn't there shouldn't be a ball on my step. So, hey, you're getting mad love. Yo, who's hooking Rob up? Somebody tell yo somebody rat this guy out and tell me who's hooking Rob up. Hit us in the email. I need to know who's hooking him up. Why, where, so, why ain't I getting hooked up? Yo. So I got, um, I got, uh, I'm not sure how many I'm going to drill on Saturday. I'm not going to drill like all of them, but I got a Nova, a Wolverine, a reality, um, a dark code, uh, pa- track Paragon. And, uh, right, I, I, think- I don't want to, I don't want to hear unless I'm getting the hookup. Honestly, I don't even want to hear it. <laughs> And and Nico points out, as I said on Twitter, I found three blanks in the pro shop closet. To be clear, Nico, those were all ones that I paid for. Okay, and they're Dude, all oh, like, they're all like four years old or greater. All right. How is Bill hooking me up with storm stuff, Dave? Dave, did you see? <laughs> did you see where that stuff is from? And this is what I'm saying. Don't think that he doesn't have other stuff coming too, because that wasn't the Brunswick and the Ebonite and the Hammer stuff. So he he's going through other sources too. Let me say this. Find it. Let me find out who the sources are. People, hit me up in the email. Let me know who the source. Dave, Jeff, hit me up. Hit me up. All right. 
Let me know who his sources are. Oh, so man. Hey. Because if they're hooking up half to sweep the rack, that ain't right. That ain't right. You got to hook up both 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 sides to sweep the rack here. It's not the way things go around here. So let me tell you something. So I'm going to go and get some stuff drilled. I got a bowl Saturday at the Performance Center. Sunday, I got a tournament. Starts at 9 a.m. It's a seven-game tournament. It's one of the complete bowling events run by Theo. He's in our chat every once in a while. Um, it's on a pattern. I think it's like 41 feet. Um, but the limit, the max, I guess, in that bowling center is only 48 bowlers. So yeah. I think he's going to probably get in the 40s or somewhat. Usually he'll get like 60 or 70 to that event. Um, we'll see. But it's a good event for me just to kind of see where I'm at. And my expectations going into that tournament is just to literally try to throw as many uh, repetitive shots as possible and to just kind of like make my spares. Um, I don't really have a lot of really high expectations to like, you know, win or, or for instance, but like I, I just want to go in there and keep my feet under me and just like make good shots. Um, I'll drill a couple before I go. Um, I have a couple of my old stuff getting fixed because I changed my grip. So, uh, you know, I have a, a, my, you know, my, I got my pap redone. I got my middle finger pitch redone. Uh, and the ball feels good. I just got to get on the lanes now and practice, but I've been under the weather the last like three or four days. So I really haven't like left my house uh, other than work. Uh, I Rob, will. And here, Rob, yeah, Rob, here's the Kevin, thing, Kevin. Kevin, Kevin Weeks in the chat says, give us the Nova review. Looks like an amazing ball. Arturo Quintero makes that thing look like a world beater. Let me say two things. Number one, stick around, stick around for worst of the week. Okay. Yeah. Number two, <laughs> number two, if Rob starts doing ball reviews, I'm out. All right. If Rob Wait. starts doing ball reviews, I'm out. People, yo, peace. Somebody else can take over. I'll start my own arm of the podcast. I'm sorry. So here's the thing, though, Kevin. Like, if I would do a ball review, um, I, I don't think people would, especially people that are in storm, would like me as a person because I would probably never get a ball ever again because I'd probably be pretty like truthful about my ball review. Um, so I, I don't want to be biased towards the company and that's where I'm at. Right. Like if the ball stinks, I would say it stinks. Um, so I'll definitely let you know though, like how, how I feel with the, how the balls roll though. I'll be pretty honest about how they roll and like when they're good to like use them or not. No one wants to give me free balls because everything I throw looks like it stinks. Well, they so. actually should pay you not to throw their stuff. This is true. Happen. This is yeah. true. You're right. All right, Rob. Um, there, there is actual bowling going on this week. Uh, is. There is actual bowling, and it, it's it's you know major time again, yet again. Seems Best time like of the year. Just... Three majors. I think I lost Mike, but three majors in the last what, like five Ready? weeks? Uh, Toc, Toc. Yeah. When, you, when you look through this, I mean, obviously. There's a lot of bowling left to go, right? There's still a qualifying round tomorrow. There's a cut. There's uh, more bowling. There's match play, 24 games. So tons of bowling left. But uh, I I just – I'm clicking update on the standings right now. Okay. And I'm wondering what your thoughts are, Rob, as as you look at the updated standings. Uh, The first thing that comes to my mind is – not surprised to see Belmont Day in the top like five or six right now. Um, I think he's almost a even money to make the show, honestly, at this point. 
Uh, right. Dick Allen leading, right? Um, and I guess my other shock surprise right now is honestly Buttriff. And I'll tell you why it's Buttriff. He's the only lefty in the top twenty. They're top twenty-four. He's the only lefty right now. No, right? Yesper. Yesper. Okay, so he, him, and Yesper are the only two lefties. What place is Yesper in? Twentieth. Oh, twentieth. Mike, I mean, Butcherf is fifth right now, and he looks to be really strong, especially his last four games. And the next best lefty is twentieth, and there's two lefties in literal top twenty-four. And even Ryan Simonelli threw a post up on his Facebook about, like, he kind of complained about the lane conditions, which, uh, you know, doesn't surprise us because we had him on the show and, you know, the whole, people of Sweep the Rack know how that finished for him. Um, but, yeah, um, it's interesting. I mean, it doesn't surprise me. You see, like, some of the top guys here. Uh, and I guess the other surprise to me is Oscu Palerma. I don't know, he's kind of hasn't been around really for a little bit. So I don't know. What do you think, Mike? What are your thoughts? Yeah, you stole you stole a lot of my thunder, thunder there, to be honest. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh I don't know, Mike, but your internet feed's terrible right now. So um sorry. When you when you see delay, him bro. when you see uh Buttriff make that kind of run. You know, uh, you definitely think in those situations that he's going to make the show. Yeah. I don't know. Mike, with it. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if people are losing you or not, but I All can't right. hear you. Let me let me jump out and jump back in. Carry right. for a second. Okay. Anyway, so let's let's let me go through some comments right now. Let's see what's going on, people. While Mike is re uh, relogging on here, um, Dave, what's up, man? Billy O, one forty nine game and then plus three hundred. Yo, that one forty nine game's crazy. Uh, I I probably wouldn't even want to be near him after the first game. Um, people, good to see Oscu up there. Yeah, man, Oscu is uh is is kind of interesting because he's. You know, when he has it, he's one of those types that he's going to be tough to beat, too. Um, but there's a lot of good righties, right? There's a lot of good bowlers right now in this tournament. Obviously, he's the tournament of champions. Um, and Kyle Troop is in the top, is an eighth, too. So I kind of expect would expect him to make a run, but it's still early. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's shaping up to be quite a show if some of these guys stay in it and, uh, and, make, and make a greater run. Yeah, for sure. So, Mike, where do you want to go with this tournament champions? So, really, uh, my thought while watching this week uh, was about tournament, the tournament of the champions of the past, right? And Rob, when when we watched bowling as kids, one of the things I distinctly remember is that when a new titleist, you know, they would they would talk about. Who, who then got bumped out of the Tournament of Champions, right? And at a certain time, it was only the X amount of most recent champions, right? And I know that that changed over time for various reasons, right? Um, 
But what I what I was asking myself as I was watching is does the tournament of champions need to maybe go back to that that previous way of doing things or limiting the field even more in some kind of way? Because yeah, I don't know. I mean, there was a PTQ for this event and some guys got in, but some guys didn't. And there's some guys who aren't in the field this week that I would like to see in the field. And like Nick Pate comes to mind. He just he just, he's been bowling great, you know, coming into this event. He's somebody that I would like to see bowling this event. He didn't make it through the PTQ. But then you have other guys who made it through the PTQ that, that are bowling the event that that aren't necessarily full-time guys or names that I don't recognize from being full-time guys out there. So I, I don't know. It's just very confusing to me in terms of the prestige of the tournament here. Yeah, and I guess my thoughts on that would be I really believe that if you've won a title, you yeah. should be able to bowl. Okay. You should be able to bowl if you won a title. Like – in a national title as well as, um, you know, look like it's it's tough because the, the the whole defense here would be like Nick Pate. Well, then he should have made it through PTQ. You know what I mean? So I can't really not defend him, but that's kind of really what my thoughts would be. I mean, he should have made it, but do I agree with the PTQ of it? I don't know. I feel like if you want a title, you should be able to bowl and they should go back to their old, the old way of, I don't remember exactly how they used to do it. Maybe, you know, you know, that kind of stuff more than I do when they used to like boot people off the show um, or off the tournament. Do you remember how that format used to be or not format, but it used to be like a points thing or years, right? If you didn't win a title in a certain time period, then they would like boot you down off of the show, right? Or off of the tournament. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so I don't know. Um, anyway, yeah, the, I know it's I'm tough. not going to. Comp- I know, I know it's tough. I, I understand. It's like they they changed it and they changed it again and it, and it's morphed into a couple different things at this point. But yeah, at the same time, I, I you know I, I it's just something that. Yeah, I don't know, Mike. I think. I'm not sure if I, I can't hear you, dude. You need to like restart your computer or something. You're going in and out, bro. All right, like, I can't bad, hear you. Um, let's bring up some comments here. Uh, ooh, what we got? I really am tired of seeing bowlers who are not national title holders bowling the tournament champions. It is called a tournament champions for a reason. They need to go back to that. If the regional players want to have their own regional players tournament champions, that that's what they should. Um, Derek, it's a fair point. I think all national title holders should be allowed to bowl, um, and then maybe anybody who's a regional title player or anybody other than a national title should uh, be in a PTQ, and then you should just put them all together and let them bowl. Um, Jonathan Ng, uh, Exemptor. You know, I like the Exemptor, to be honest with you. Uh, now, it, is that something where they're going to go back to doing? Probably not. Uh, I think it just it, – it's better that if they let everybody bowl um, and they at least have PTQs. 
But you know what? The exemptor was a good idea. It, 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 I wasn't against it. Um, let's see what we got here. We're just kind of going through the comments. Just like the U.S. Open, back in the day, the field was 300-plus bowlers. It's ridiculous these guys can't get into the field. I mean, honestly, Brian, like, I don't disagree with you. Uh, I like bigger fields and bigger formats. I'm not going to be against 100 to 200 plus like entry, right, for the tournament. Um, did Mike bully Barstool Carl out of talking ball? <laughs> Where has Barstool Carl been, by the way? Where has he been? You know, he, he had a little bit of a run, and Coley was all about Barstool Carl, and everybody was liking his comments, and he was selling Barstool bowling balls and shirts and shit, and you haven't heard from him in like five months. So where is Barstool Carl? I don't He's maybe we did get him out of the bowling. Uh, Jeff, uh, how do you say that last name? Perushad. Um, no, just kidding, Jeff. How are you doing? Uh, I think it should be all national title holders for the last five years and any other national title holders who have the ball PTQ, no regional title holders. I'll agree with that. I, I like that. Um, I think for the last five years, any other national title holders have the ball PTQ. Yeah, I think I don't know why they're only like really slowly diminishing the field. Well, there's only 66 bowlers and the PTQ, they only took what, like five or six out of the PTQ. So I feel like it for guys, you know, like a, a Belmonte uh, and just people like in that like area or that being elite, uh, it's almost like it feels like an automatic show for a guy like Jason Belmonte, um, to be honest with you. Uh, Bill just shot 268. That's a great update. Uh, he should probably be in the top, top like eight now, top seven. It's crazy. He's making a run. Um, yeah, Dave, uh, TOC should be last turning of the year. Honestly, like, I don't know what they're doing to PBA with the schedule, but three majors in like their first five tournaments, um, I feel like is a little bit, it's not a good format. Uh, we're literally that feels like we're just starting the PBA season, and we're already bowling our third major as a toy. Like I just, it doesn't make any sense to me. They should really think about separating all four majors. You got four majors, separate separate them into quarters, right? Whatever it is, right? Put tournaments between them. Make it seem like the last tournament of the year is like the season finale. Do something. I don't know. Um, it is backwards. I agree with Eddie Grumman. Uh, Chris Lutz, didn't winners of majors used to get a 10-year exemption? It's a good question. I don't remember that. Mike would probably know that. He knows all kinds of crazy, like, bowling stats. that I'm not a big uh, – I, I don't remember that stuff. Um, Anthony Bataglia, uh, just not enough people are touring with wins to get the field going. It's probably a good, good, good uh, you know, view of that. Uh, I don't know if uh, they can get 300-plus bowlers these days, right? Um, let's see what we got here. I like the chat, man. You guys are really, really, really carrying me through this here. They're going to smaller fields because the players want the squad. They want one squad to eliminate squad inequity to, so the center size is dictating entries. You know, I hate that about bowling and my experience. I went to the waste management, uh, Phoenix golf tournament last weekend. If anybody is joining us that didn't join us last week. Do you know how many people there were could fit on a golf course? It was like hundreds of thousands of people on a golf course that could watch a golf tournament. How many people could they fit in your local bowling center? 
like what like like 2000 people if they maxed it out like think about your local bowling center other than a center like old Carolier in New Jersey where you could probably fit it you know maybe 3 4000 i'm not sure what the fireman code is but you can't really get 100,000 people into a bowling turn uh bowling even the stadium in Reno ain't going to fit 100,000 people so you really kind of handcuffs bowling in a little bit in a sense where if it did all, all of a sudden if bowling became super viral and all of a sudden everybody wanted to watch a bowling event dude there would be the bowling center would be able to fit all those people so bowling would be in trouble right because you'd have like all these people waiting to like watch an event so i'm not sure what the solution to that issue is but i don't know it's just my perspective i guess um the schedule, Shari, good to see you on the chat. By the way, your bags are out. You should be getting them soon. Uh, the schedule is completely screwed up. Screwed up is probably saying it lightly. Um, I'm going to bring Greg. I'm going to bring Greg Tack on um, to talk a little bit because Mike is definitely uh, – his internet is – I don't know what what, what he's doing. But um, Greg. What's up, Brooklyn Rob? And uh, I actually did the same thing that Mike did while I was in the studio. I went ahead and, and restarted my phone. I said, yeah, this is a good opportunity. Sorry, I kind of left you hanging to dry, but. No, you're good. Here. So where are you? Where are you coming from, dude? Like, what, where, where are you? Like, it looks like Blair Witch Project. Like, what are you doing over there? That's exactly where I am. No, no, I am. Uh, I'm I'm going to bowl league in a half an hour at Sport oh. League, so. Okay. So my, for people who don't center. know, so people for who don't know Greg, who, who maybe are joining the show, Greg is a very successful tournament director out in the New Jersey area. He runs the best scratch sport tournament series across the New Jersey area. Uh, from what Mike says, you guys are getting 80, 90, 100 entries a tournament, which is crazy for me to think that actually more than 25 people are showing up to a sport event these days. Um, so uh, I know you just had a successful event. Uh, I want to kind of bring we, me and Mike wanted to bring you on to see what's going on with your event. Uh, you know what you guys what you want to bring on the show. I know you gotta want to talk to us about some stuff. So, so uh, it 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 kind of couples into what you're just talking about with the uh, the field size at the at the the TOC and and my perspective on it has always been if you make it a click, people aren't going to want to come back. So you've got to make it a, a welcoming, open environment. They, say, they call it a U.S. Open for a reason. It's it's U.S. Open, not U.S. Closed. So for for my mentality, I, I want to make it too accessible to as many people as possible that want to come out and challenge themselves to the game and say, hey, you know, we're going to put out the toughest stuff. Right now we are. I would call us harder than the PBA. I, I would in terms of the just in terms of the conditions, the competition, perhaps not. But in terms of the conditions you're playing on and the field and then the transition and then how you're moving across the center, that that's definitely a, a more difficult on paper numbers wise than the PBA at this moment. Um, but in terms of the competition to the preface that that might that might not be the case just just for just for everybody's uh, clarification there. Um, but my perspective on the the tournament side has been a, a huge success this year. We've, we've had uh, over 80 entries. Uh, in in every tournament but one this season and uh, we're putting out one to one one and a half to one we had a we had our Grinch classic on on December 18th at Lodi we had 80 80 
80 people and we put out reverse block. The cut was triple digits minus and people were people were happy to be there and, and bowling. The, the attitude was really great. They were happy for the challenge. And I think they knew what they were getting into. So they, I, I would ask some people like, hey, like, how are you feeling? They said, hey, I, I'm, I, I might not be throwing it good, but I'm happy to be here. And, and I'm, I was really excited about hearing that. And uh, Mike, Mike has been doing well. I, I, Mike had something to brag about. I want to, I don't want to spoil his surprise, but if he's not coming back on, I, I gotta, gotta bring up the surprise for him. All right. Well, what's the surprise? Because I don't know. Mike is struggling with his, his internet connection. So it looks like it's a, uh, looks like it's my show tonight, I guess, technically. So what do you got for us? <laughs> so, um, big Mike won a high game pot in my, my, uh, frozen frenzy. I heard he, Oh, he, he told us already. That wasn't a surprise. He let us know. Oh, oh. Yeah. Big, let me tell you something. If that's, if that's, it up. Oh, if that's what he gets excited about for winning a high game pot, then I don't know if he really probably should be bowling your event to be honest with you. <laughs> hey, it's a, it's an accomplishment. I, uh, I pay, I do pay three guys in the high game per game and I try oh, to spread, try to spread the love for the, the side pots that, that's my whole thing it's keep keep people in it keep people wanting to come back and for the these PBA sizes I I would I would love to see back at Carolier the 400 bowler field and five 500 bowlers of waiting I I would yeah. love to be a part of bringing that back that back that'd be a dream come true but as as far as my events go, they're 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 going really well. We're putting out patterns, and uh, we just had someone shoot a three hundred for the first time in eight years at it. Um, which was that that was Navarro, right, Joe Navarro? Yeah, Navarro did it, and he I watched okay. the whole game, and he bowled very well. The eleventh shot was a little bit right, but he had some room, and he could get it to come back, and and I was fine. I was I was I was legitimately happy for him. Uh, I know I know some people have a reputation. Uh, some people give me the reputation that I don't want people to shoot 300 in my tournament. And that is that is well, uh, that's partially well, true. But well, listen, Greg, because it, this right? is a good this is a good topic because I um, have multiple 300s games. OK, like I'm not saying that to like brag, but in reality, when you, you bowl as long as I've bowled in, in my in how many tournaments and leagues and whatever, you have a lot of 300 games. Do you know the 300 games that I remember? I remember the 300 games that are on sports shots. Okay. And that's why we always campaign and least sweep the rack for tougher conditions. Because I remember the two 300s that I had on sport or chat. Because those 300s, they actually, I actually like threw it. Like I bowled very well those games. So I'm very proud of that. The other 300 games on the, the cakewalk and the house shots and all that shit. Honestly, I, I forget. Like, I don't even remember bowling those, to be honest with you. But the ones that I bowled on the sport, and that's why that's important. And that's why, like, we, if you put out sport shots on all leagues across the country and got rid of the house shot, right, um, you would be amazed at how many actually uh, you'd bring integrity back to the honor score, to the three hundred. Um, if every shot was like the shot you put out, Greg, on every house shot, when you actually watched a 300 on league, on on three, if you watch a 300 on social media, you would actually be like, oh, wow, that's pretty cool. That's amazing. You bought 300 on a, you know, 44 foot flat pattern, right? So, I mean, yeah, it's important like 
that people understand that when you bowl 300 on a house on a, on a sports shot, it's a lot bigger of a deal than what you would um, bowl like on a regular house shot. It yeah, looks like I Mike agree. is back. 100%. Yes, big Mike. I told them you're surprised, not surprised about winning the high game pot. I told him, I said, if, if Mike is happy, if Mike is, that's his brag about winning a high game pot, then he probably shouldn't even be bowling your tournament. That was my response. <laughs> no, I should have, I should have cashed actually, but all good. Yeah. So anyway, so let's get, we talked to Greg about his events. Um, I want to get into the deep thoughts, Mike. So deep, here, deep here's, questions. here's my deep question with Greg Tack for tonight. And I, I honestly, I thought a lot about this over the last week or two, uh, the handicap system is broken, right, Rob? We've discussed this ad nauseum on the show. The handicap system is broken. Uh, but I think to myself, the handicap system in bowling was originally created when scores were generally even and conditions were tough, right? Scoring conditions were tough. Uh, so that got me thinking about the question of, would the handicap system work today? If we bowled on tough conditions across the board, where the and, and hear me out here, I think the handicap system doesn't work because you have people with lower averages that can shoot, that can easily shoot higher scores. Okay. Whereas if you make them tougher, the people with those lower averages are are really gonna have a hard time shooting those higher scores. They're gonna they're gonna luck into those higher scores much less frequently. And the higher average players are probably going to shoot more consistent higher scores across the board on those conditions. So I pose that question to you both. Would the handicap system in its current state work if we bowled on tough conditions across the board? Rob, let's hear your position first. No, absolutely not. And there's a reason why, because the handicap system right now is made for a general across the country it's a, it's just general standard, right? Every bowling center is different, okay? And what I mean by that is some bowling centers are right-handed friendly. Some bowling centers are left-handed friendly. Some bowling centers are higher scoring regardless of what the pattern they put out. Some are low scoring regardless of what they put out. I could average, I could bowl league every day of my life at one bowling center and the lanes could be absolutely brutal there. My average is going to be ultimately low, right? 180, 175. And then if I use that handicap to bowl at a different bowling center and they put out a same shot or even a tough shot just like that, that bowling center it could be the scores could be just a lot higher in general for me because I I, I I'm better there than other and bowling centers matter regardless of what pattern you put out. The the way the center is made, the pin decks. It's just how it goes. So a national universal handicap system doesn't work when you have hundreds of bowling centers across the country that all have different scoring, like based on the center itself. That's just my opinion. Greg, the the basis of a, a handicap system is the assumption that every bowler in there is is using the same type of lanes, the same type of conditions. They're they're the oil is put down the same each night. And Rob, overall, I'm going to disagree with you here because when you're bowling a sport league in a condition, the ability to bowl low, the ability to score lower than your average is much higher on a sport condition, especially if you haven't seen the condition before, if it's a new pattern. 
on a house shot, especially for bowlers who've been there and where the sandbagging problem comes in are bowlers who can control their average really well. And that, that is, that is a bit of a skill to be able to control your average is a skill. In my opinion, it's a skill. And when you, when you have a league that allows bowlers to control their average by dumping it in the gutter or missing an easy spare, those types of things allow those bowlers to generate the handicap and that and that's part of why it's broken but on the sport pattern those spares might be missed just not by sandbagging by simply missing the spare so automatically your ceiling is lower your your ceiling your max score becomes lower if if you're having a problem striking and 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 getting it getting it to the pocket to begin with your your ceiling becomes lower and so your better your better bowlers are going to rise up to the top. Now in the in the house league, a 200 average and a 230 average are really not that different in my opinion because a 200 average can shoot a 300 game, and so can a 230 average. But the 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 200 average is at an advantage because unless your league caps the handicap at 300, at least uh, unless your league caps a score at 300, which I don't know how many leagues do. Some of the leagues I bowl in do not, and it's one that I bring up every year in my league meeting can we cap it at 300 no no we can't okay fine whatever but the 200 player can bowl a 300 app three 300 average for for one game they can bowl 300 average all, all season yeah that would that would be that would be the life well, right they can they can bowl they can shoot 750 or 780 or they 800 se- too they can shoot 780 that that is exactly true mike that that the conditions go in my sport league right here, this system I would advocate for, we have pattern averages and we get a new average for every pattern we bowl on. So there's always a variable of an average. If you don't have a good look on one pattern, then you'll get a you'll get a refresh with another average on a different pattern. And it's constantly cycling. So you have to bowl your best to win the league because at the, the end of the day, that's what you want to do is you want to win the league and you want to do what the best is, is possible to, to win the league. But when when your when your conditions allow you to 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 easily miss because you can because on a sport pattern you can miss you can you can miss easily but you can miss by trying too in a house league if you miss if you miss unintentionally you might still strike that's not going to happen in sport league here's my back to me here's my here's my other point on this uh the again you know the purpose of handicap is to shoot above your average, regardless of whether you're the guy getting the pins or you're the guy giving the pins. If the handicap is legit and 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 both of those players shoot over their average, then the higher average player is going to win. If both players shoot under their average, the higher average player is going to win. Only when the lower average player shoots over their average and the higher average, higher average player shoots at or under their average, does the lower average player win? Is this true? Come on, this is true, right? You, you, you both understand what I'm saying, yes? I mean, yeah, that's like based to – I mean, yeah, that, that's – Okay, so listen to me. Hear me out. Hear me out. If, it's if that's true, which we all know it's true, if what I said is true and we all know it's true, then yes, bowling on the tougher conditions – would make the handicap more legit. Because in that situation, like I just said, it's way less likely 
for the lower average player to shoot over their average in that situation than it is for the higher average player to shoot at or under their average. You know, while while at the same time the lower average player shoots over their average. Those two things have to happen at the same time on a tough pattern for the higher average player to lose. And yet you have a lot of higher average players out there who will complain about giving 80% or even 90% handicap uh, in a sport condition. And to that, I say nonsense. I say nonsense. I say you should beat you should beat the lower average player 95% of the time because it's much harder for them to shoot over their average on those conditions than it is for you to bowl at your average on those conditions. See, now, but I, like, here's my thing to this, Mike. Here's, I'm thinking about it in a different kind of way, okay? You're thinking about it in like a, um, just a league setting, right? Like a league, like every week you bowl in the same league, right? And you're getting handicapped. I'm thinking about it in the fact where like, if I'm going to bowl an amateur bowlers tournament, right? That maybe pays 50,000 for first and their sport shot is in Vegas. My sport shot was in New Jersey and I'm going across the country to bowl and they're using my handicap that's based out of a New Jersey league. And I'm bowling in a Vegas tournament with the same kind of sports shot. All I'm saying is universally, if you're using the same handicap system and you have a thousand bowlers coming to bowl in one tournament in Vegas, and these thousands of bowlers are coming from all across the country, the handicap system doesn't work because you could have 100 bowlers that are bowling in really, really, really tough shots, and their averages are just really low because of the bowling alley they bowl in, and then you're going to a tournament where you're getting more pins than someone else because of that fact, right, that you're bowling in a very hard center. And I would use it, and I have personal experience. I grew up bowling in Gil Hodges Lanes in Brooklyn. Dude, they were brutal there when they put the house shot out. I averaged literally 2-0 there on a house shot. And then when I would go bowl a tournament that was maybe in New Jersey where the lanes were walled at a gills, I'm entering this tournament at 205. And now my average went from 20 to 230 because I'm bowling on a lot easier shot, but I'm using the handicap based out of my home center in Brooklyn that has no idea how to take care of their lanes. That's right, kind so, of where I'm at with it. You, you so, definitely so. need a rating system of that type if you're going to have a nationally bound handicap tournament. And I'm not going to take that away from you, Rob. Okay, and I, all right, I'm, all right. I'm with Mike's perspective on this. With this, all right, but lo- but let, Rob, let, let me ask this: What if what if at those bigger and Nolan Hughes? What's up? I, I see your comment. I'm going to address that in a minute. Leon Platt, I see your comment. I'm going to bring that up too. Uh, Rob, what if at that level of tournament, you, you know? That I think it behooves the tournament director of that tournament to make sure that they're putting out a pattern that is that maybe isn't is even a, a step above where those in where those averages would have been established. So everyone coming into that event is going to face a challenge to a degree, and I think that would eliminate some of what you're talking about. So here's my thing, Mike and my brother. One eighty nine under guy won the tad. Okay, yeah, one eighty nine and under. I'm sure. You want to know my solution to that problem? And this is going to be fire opinion, right? They need to get rid of the nationally uh, big handicap tournaments. They need to eliminate them ultimately altogether. To me, there's no way to have a fair nationally, you know, tournament for more than $10,000 and a national event for a handicap. There's no way to even up the playing field. People are going to be sandbagging all year to try to get a, a, a shot at a $100,000 
tournament. It actually makes the sandbagging problem a lot worse because people know that they can go for the ABT or whatever it is and maybe enter it if they sandbag all year at their at their local tur- league to try to get a shot to win 100 grand at an ABT. Just my the opinion. composite average is not used enough in tournaments, and local tournaments don't use it enough, in my opinion. It takes all of the averages. You'll see bowlers that bowl 18 games, and they'll average 240 as a sub when they average 220, and they'll say, I can't sub anymore because I get 21 right. games and I can't have it. 100%. So that composite average takes all of those games, every game you've bowled, and puts it in. Now, at some point, these sandbaggers are going to have to are going to have to bowl something good if in order to take advantage of the sandbagging, right? So, at that point, that's the average you take, and that's the solution to the handicap. You you pull the averages. You get a Coriat like score. That's a Jeopardy term for taking the bases of the values of the clues and how many they got right. So, you take that that type of concept in bowling. Whatever the high average is in the center, you base the handicap off of that, and you it would be a little complicated, but you would have to you would have to measure each center and how difficult it is to make a handicap tournament fair at a, on a grand scale, and I, I think it does need to be done. Yeah, I, Rob, I hear you about eliminating the handicap events and stuff, but like the reality is that going forward, like it, 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 if if you're going to make it even at all, you're gonna you're gonna need that. All right, I want to I want to bring up this comment by Nolan Hughes. He says, isn't the odds of a good player shooting below their average and the odds of a bad player shooting above their average both roughly 50% if it's their average? Well, I hear you on that in terms of the definition of an average, but I think the point that I'm making more so applies to bowling on tough conditions and the struggles that the lower average player is going to have versus the uh, experience that the higher average player should have on that. Uh, so, all right, Greg. Listen, we're we're gonna get you out of here because we're gonna wrap up. Uh, what 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 do you what you know? Tournaments. What do you got coming up? Promote it for the people. We've got uh we've got friction and frictionless marathon, and no, it's not handicapped, so we won't have the uh won't we won't have the problem there. <laughs> no handicap at his the, shit, um, the, Nice, um, I like it. That that's uh, I and um, actually uh, actually on April first, I'm running a house shot tournament. Believe it or not. Mike will be there probably. He's probably looking forward to that. Yeah, he not. he uh, he doesn't have to work that day, right? I will not. You gotta be there. go, Mike. I want to see it. Come on, Mike. Let's do it. Do it for the people. One house shot tournament. Let's house go. Shot tournament, house shot tournament run by NJ Sport Bowling on April first. We've done it every year, and uh, for for those for those who don't know, it's it's actually it's actually a real tournament. Like we we have it we have it every year on April first, and this year That's it falls hilarious. on a Friday. So let me ask you, do you actually like put out a, a house shot or do you just like people, no, they no. walk in and then. Fucking <laughs> 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 love that. That's amazing. No, no. Surprise! We, we, uh, it's our longest running. It's our longest running prank. That's amazing. We don't announce the location and they say, what's the location is we say TBD. You guys run a That's... good, you guys run a good show though. You guys keep, keep talking about the good stuff. Yeah, that's hilarious. I love it. Let me try to get Mike on here. Mike's struggling right now with his internet. Um, All right, Greg, Greg, we appreciate it. I will see you at an event in the near future. Take it easy, bro. Always good to talk. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Greg. All right, Rob. Uh, Yes, I'm struggling over here. Let's do worst of the week. Let's go. Sure, let's hit it.
All right, let's see. Uh, worst yeah, I'm going to do my first because yours right, is so ahead. much better. Because I want to, I want to say this first. If we both had to pick a worst of the week, the one you're reading is by far the best. Um, but for the people who need two worst of the weeks, and the person who was asking about the Nova Storm Nova at the beginning of the chat, this award goes to my guy, who might have the greatest name in the history of names, JT Nut. Okay, two T's, Mike. Congrats, JT Nutt, Storm Bowling fans. Question to the chat. So is is the Nova the best ball ever? Question mark. Mike, I'll, I'll let you know in a few days if it's the best ball ever. I'll give my uh, unbiased ball review um, of the Storm Nova. But JT Nutt. Wins my worst of the week. Asking is the Nova the best ball ever? Because nowadays every ball is the best ball sure. ever, Mike. So searching to be a patch pirate. There's a lot of that going on these days, I think. All right. My worst of the week was sent to us from Justin Fouch through email. So shout to Justin for uh reaching out to us. It's from Reddit. It's from the it's from the bowling Reddit. So you know you know this is a dark hole of the of the bowling internet world. <laughs> All right, this is, a long, this is a long one, so stick with us. Uh, it's from a poster, uh, Run Like Hell 79. Okay, Run Like Hell 79. The title of the post is Quitting Bowling Out Frustration. All right, it reads as follows. Hey, all, just sharing my story out of frustration with the sport. I have been bowling for five years now, and I can't improve. No matter what I do, no matter who my coach is, I am a failure at this sport. I have been training with a USBC certified silver coach, and I just can't move past a 165 average. Maybe this sport isn't for me. It's not spares. I have no problem with single pins. I just can't strike for the life of me. When I do, I can't chain strikes. My release is a mess. My ball drifts and drifts away from the pocket with no hook. I can't hit the head pin. I have over 15 bowling balls, asymmetrical, symmetrical, Pearls, solids, urethanes, a spare ball. Resources aren't an issue for me. Yet, none of my equipment works for me. No, actually, I can't make them work for me, no matter what I do. My league refuses to allow house shot conditions. My league refuses to allow house shot conditions. And we are always required to play on sport patterns, which to me are frustrating. Maybe that is it. I can't play sports conditions. I end up hitting 150 to 160 on average every time I compete. I fail every time. So I will just move on and try something else. I will just move on and try something else. I work seven days a week and love bowling. But when I go to the lanes to play and relax, I have to deal with sport conditions that only bring frustration, rage, and depression. Oh, my God. Frustration, rage, and depression. That's, that's what they bring. Frustration, rage, and depression. Los Angeles, 38. Mexico, 43. <laughs> I can't. I can't even get through this. Tokyo forty-two, Beijing thirty-seven. Fuck, fuck that. He says, he says, fuck that. Yo, he lists all the patterns. Dude, 
I can't. I can't. No. Who is this guy? We got to find this guy, yo. I need to know I wanna... who this is, seriously. Uh, and, yo, hold on. Hold on. I got to gather myself. Oh, I continue. Fuck that. And fuck whoever invented sport conditions. <laughs> I go in. Levan is fried out. Tell him why you're fried, son. Tell him why you're fried. <laughs> Perhaps if my league allowed house shot conditions, I would enjoy this game more or I could do better. It saddens me to quit, but I just can't face another night of averaging uh, 150 or 160. Holy. Oh, my God. Oh, Dude, my I want, God. I want to know. I want that person on the show. Who is Run Dude, Like where? Hell 79 on Reddit? Who is it? Okay. I'm on Reddit. I'm going to reach out to that person on Reddit. I'm sending that guy a message. Oh, my God. So what, what bowling oh center is God. forcing him to bowl on sports shots? I, this is where I want to bowl. Where is <laughs> right, this guy? right, right. Dude, where what, is this? What bizarre world is this taking place in? Dude, could you imagine right? walking in on a Monday afternoon after work and you're you like, know. yeah, we got 42 Mexico out. <laughs> yeah, okay, let's go. Yeah. You know, Tuesday yeah. you walk in, 37-foot Vipers out. Yes, oh, let's my freaking God. practice. Oh, Dude. my God. Could you imagine every I day can't. you walked into the bowling center and they had a pattern out and you were like, what kind of I'm sure Christmas gotta- is this? I'm sure there's got to be like some disgruntled, frustrated bowling it's, proprietor or somewhere who's just like, no, I'm not doing it anymore. I'm not. I'm not making them easy. I don't care. Let them quit if they want. It's a Greg Tack if he owned the bowling center. Every night. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh my god, dude. dude. Yeah, my brother's like maybe bowls league at Kago. Yeah. I'm yeah. Sure. <laughs> no, I doubt oh, it. Oh my goodness. I'm gonna. Man. I'm gonna send that person a message on Reddit. I'm gonna try yeah, and get please. them on the show. Dude, John Stevenson, I, how is this not a troll, dude? How is that? How is he? But why would you troll on Reddit, though? Out of all the places to troll bowling, yeah, why would you know. be on Reddit? I don't you know. know. Maybe that's like maybe Tim Buck owns the bowling center there, and he's putting out. Yo, that post was everything. That post was that was the everything. best worst. Hands down, was that the best worst of the week? That yeah, I mean, it's got to be. It's got to be one of the best that for sure. Be. We might have to post that post on our Facebook page so people could read it. Oh, all right, get, anyway. get, wrap it up. Oh, that was a therapeutic laugh. Yeah. Uh, so, Rob, final thoughts. Uh, my final thought is this. I've been watching a lot of uh, bowling content over the last week or two. Like I've been, these, watching, I've been watching some Brad and Kyle. Yeah, all right, all right, all right. Uh, I've been watching a lot of Brad and Kyle, the house. And, you know, I got to say, it's cool. It's interesting content. You know, I I, I like the, the bowling side of it. But can I say, like, I, I, I want to see the more interesting side of what they're doing out there. I mean, okay, if, if, explain if it. Like, I don't know. I watch a lot of their content, and it just seems like they bowl and hang out, and that's it. That's pretty much all that goes on. I mean, I don't know. Like, okay. So let me ask you. So I'm going to throw this out to you. Is that it? No, I'm going to throw this out to you. If you and I were on tour together and we decided to put together a channel like Brad and Kyle, and it was sweep the rack, but we were on tour together. What would you want to see? What would what would we put out? We put out some probably crazies, but we would we would be I would be trying to educate like the people more, right? On like the stuff like we're doing to like try to be successful in a tournament, right? Like 
what are my ball equipment choices? What am I practicing? I mean, or would you be more focused on like outside of the bowling world? Like, would you be focused more on like the fun stuff we were doing? Or, I mean, I'm just trying to understand what kind of content you want them to put out because I'll agree with you. I don't watch as much content as you do, but yeah, I, I kind of would like to like learn some something, right? Like, yeah, definitely. I, I, I could go for that, but I also think like, I, I don't know, like something that's, a, that's a little more entertaining, whether, whether it's related to bowling or not. Like, like, what's something you and I might do for content if we were out there doing something similar? Um, interview fans? <laughs> I would be interviewing fans at the events, bro. Dude, you want to get some great content? Interview the people that are showing up to watch. Dude. Yeah. Uh, like, all right, here's an example of something that I would I would suggest for us to do or for them to do. All right, like, there's a lot of times where these guys don't make the cut. Right, and they're just hanging out. Like this week, sure. I I saw uh, Packy from the house post a video where a lot of these guys are just hanging out this week. Right, here's something I would like to see them do. Go go out in public. I got two suggestions. Go to a league night at another bowling center. Take two or three pro bowlers with you. Go to another league night at another bowling center. Bring some bowling balls to give away. Bring some stuff to give away. Maybe go and sub, bowl a couple games, talk to people, you know, interview, do some interviews with people. You know, you're you're bound to get some good, uh, good, uh, un- unforeseen comedy and stuff like that. Another example that I would have would be like to go out in the general public and grab people and be like, yo, you want to come bowl with some pro bowlers and bring them to a local bowling alley and bowl, you know, and like see where that goes, like. You know, just stuff that's not just sitting around kind of talking about bowling or talking about how their how their day goes. And I'm not like I, I love what these guys are doing, but I want to see the more entertaining side of it. And and you know, listen, Rob, I'm not I'm not gonna go too far over the line here. But you and I both know that there's a lot of antics that go on out there. And there's oh. a lot of guys that get involved in a lot of antics. Like oh, 100%. uh you know, Dude, I, I I'll be honest. Life. Like, there's no stories that come off the top of my head that I that I would personally Mike, feel okay sharing. Mike, but let me tell you, I can tell you that I have personally seen some of the antics that go on out there, and I'm not saying that they should necessarily show all of that, but Mike. I wouldn't mind seeing something something you know along those lines. So I bowled the World Series of Bowling multiple times, and two separate times I bowled there for about a week and a half. I stayed in a house with. Bill and Belmonte and Fagan and Doherty and Castillo and Archer and Wes Malott. I lived in the house with these guys for like 10 days on two separate occasions. There's a lot of great content that comes out of that house, Mike. I mean, it is gold for social media content, okay? The shit talking, the – um, I mean – like me, I dude, me and Tommy Jones would play Madden against each other all the time. And the shit that would we would talk about was just hilarious. Like, you know, making bets and and talking shit. I mean, dude, I agree, Mike. There is a lot of content that is probably I don't know. For me, it would be a lot more grittier. Like, you know what I mean? Like it would show a lot 
more of their raw personality traits, yeah, like, right? Like, are, are you all right? Like, I'll give you another example that I thought of throughout this week that I was like, "Yo, how 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 is there no content around it?" Like, Rob, think about this: me or you or anybody else we know is bowling a huge tournament, biggest tournament of our lives, and we go ring ten to lose that tournament. Rob, we're we're frying at some point, right? Oh, you, it, I'm like the guy, we, the worst of the week, guy. I mean, Yo, we're frying, right? Yo, I'm the worst Nick, of the Nick, week guy. That happened to Nick Pate last week. Yeah. And then, like, what they show online is just, you know, him in the car, like, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, you know. Nah, like, I want to see the fry. I want to see Nick Pate take that 3D hammer and go out in the parking lot and bust it, okay, and dump it. In what the they need to do is, Mike, there needs to be a crew in a show to literally – pay my way out on tour and just follow me around for, for, for honestly, dude, I would, Oh, the content that would come out of me after stoning 10. I don't think, Oh my goodness. I would be cursing so much. It would be a rated literally rated R people wouldn't be able to, YouTube wouldn't be able to put it on, but so that, I, that's I know my, what you're saying. That's my final thought. I tell, I tell those guys like, I enjoy the content, but I want to, I want to see, I want to see more. You know, I'm. I don't. I, you know, no more laying around Mike, in the hotel beds or in the, on the couch. Come on, like, dude, give me, give me, me a little more here. Show me at the bar picking up on some bowling groupies, Mike. That's what I'd be like. Well, here's like, here's another <laughs> idea. Here's another idea that came to my head as we're sitting here talking about it. Okay, so there's a match play round going on, or there's a finals round, right? Do some content around going out to a local bar and asking them to turn on bowling. While the let's show's what, on, let's see and what watch they say. the show with the local people, or do it in reverse. Go out to a local bar and tell everybody, "Yo, anybody who wants to come watch the bowling finals, we'll get you in for free and a drink on us." Let's and see bring them say. to the bring them to the bowling event. You know, they and would like, go. <laughs> well, <laughs> see, would see what would happen. I mean, I don't know. I don't Maybe know. you would get good yeah. content. Maybe you wouldn't. Right? But uh, yeah, you know, I want to. I want to see you. like. You know more of the more of the 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 content that revolves around action. You know rather than just passiveness of sitting around talking about how you bowled well or didn't bowl well. But that's it. I'm gonna leave it at that. You got a final thought, Rob, or what? No, man. It's just gonna be nice to actually bowl for a weekend. Uh, I'm I'm I'll be very uh, excited to be around next Wednesday to see to let everybody know how my bowling adventure went. And, uh, oh, I want to throw it out there, too. Due to bowling conflicting schedules, obviously, I'll, I'm going to be bowling. Hopefully, Mike is going to be bowling on Sunday because he's bowling a tournament. Bless up. Bless um, up. I, I'll, be, I'll, be, I'll be happy if I'm bowling on Sunday. We, we are not doing the live commentary this Sunday for tournament champions, unfortunately. Uh, you know, we have to bowl, and that's kind of where we're at. So, um, Rob, if I heard, I heard a rumor. That Parker Bone is bowling the same tournament I'm bowling this weekend. Oh, you got to get. You and if get, he is, if he is, get, and get, I get and I happen to make the finals, and he happens to make the finals, and if by some chance I bowl him, do I go Ernie Schlegel, Rob? If I'm able to pull it out, do no, I go because Parker Schlegel, no, Muhammad no. Ali, Muhammad Ali, no, no, I don't get, don't, uh, don't give Park, it to him. Dude, Parker is like one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. But I, no, you do do no, reach out to him though to get an interview. We got to get him on the show. So I would, yes, whether win or lose, yes, absolutely. Oh, 
So um, I um, I did actually have someone reach out to me on Twitter. By the way, I, I'm going to respond about my bowling league. Um, I've been sick all week. And if you can hear me, I'm literally stuffed up. So I, I don't want to go anywhere right now outside of work um, to, uh, you know, public place. So I've been kind of being at work at home this week. So uh, I'm going to get to Bolero sometime, hopefully next week, probably after the tournaments and stuff. So I'll keep you guys posted on that. Oh, new leader, Rob. Shaw Maldonado. New leader. Really? Jacob Jacob Buttriff in third. Rob, Bill. Rob, Rob. Bill O'Neill, <laughs> sixth. Wow. Bill O'Neill, sixth. Bill's Ooh. last four games. Belmonte, seventh. Dude, Bill's last four games. 68-42-59-68. My man's hot right now. You know what happens wow. when he goes on Stone Cold Killer mode. You know what happens uh, when that happens, man. Uh, he'd be in first. He'd be like top three right now if he didn't pull that one for you the first game. Mm, uh, I see oh, you, Hoss. I see you, Hoss. Carson Hansen, Carson Hansen. I see you, Hoss. Twenty fourth in there. It's going to be an interesting day tomorrow. It's going to be it an interesting is. day of bowling. So, all right, listen, everybody, right, enjoy man. it. I'm sorry for the internet issues. My wife thinks there's nothing wrong with the internet, so I'm going to have to work that out. Uh, oh God, <laughs> Rob. Good luck bowling this weekend. You too, uh, man. Well, yeah, no doubt. We'll uh, we'll talk to everybody next Wednesday. After Yo, follow us on Twitter. Time. Follow us on Twitter. At one fifth at Brook and Rob eleven. Hit I'll the be subscribe my games. Hit the subscribe be... button. Help us out. Spread the word. Spread the word. We're down to single digit, single digit worst of the Rosenbergs. week. Rosenbacks. single yes. digit, and it's 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 less. It's way less than ten. All right, we appreciate the support though. But if you want one, right. you got to get at us. All right. Guys, have a good one. We'll see everybody next week. You are now listening to Sweep the Rack podcast featuring Brooklyn Rob and Big Mike.